Welcome to the Blue Pod Round 19 Carlton vs Giants match review. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Duthie. Maddie, you and I are on the road this week. The team isn't, but we had a win. <laughs> oh, good to get a win. And yeah, sorry for the slightly dodgy recording, everyone. We're hoping it comes out okay, but we thought we'd just throw one out there regardless of the quality. We'll just get one out early. We're doing a bit of a immediate match reaction. We just watched it together and we're not in our normal podcast studio, but we thought we'd just jump straight in and give you guys our thoughts on the game. But some things won't change, as always. It's a four-quarter performance on the Blue Pod. So we'll break it down to our four quarters. In the first quarter, we'll give our overall thoughts on the game. In the second quarter, we'll look at the players and take a deeper dive. Spoiler alert, I think Adam Sard will come up. <laughs> in the third quarter, we'll look at things from the coach's box perspective and in the fourth, we... Well, we won't have a mailbag because we've jumped straight in, but we'll do something else. We'll figure it out as we go, Maddie. Yeah, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Let's jump into the first quarter. All right, Maddie. Thank God. Carlton defeated the Giants 13-12-90, 8-5-53. In terms of goals, we had Kerno with four, Cottrell with two, McKay with two, Cripps, Durden, Honey, Setterfield and Silvani with one apiece. Leading the way with the disposals was Captain Cripper on 34, Walsh on one leg by the end <laughs> on 31, Chera on 27, Kennedy on 27, Doc with 26 and Sadi on 22. Very impressive possessions. Maddie, how'd you see it? Thank God we won. I was a bit nervous at times. It took a while for us to get on top, but I'll tell you what, I'll take Walsh on one leg over most players any day. Unbelievable. Since he came back on in that third quarter, we just... Oh, it's like he's best period of the whole game absolutely it, you always hear them say like oh do our thing for longer and I feel like it's one of those games where we probably struggled to get on the top and some of the issues we had in previous weeks like kicking mm. to the spare in defense and over possessing and putting ourselves into trouble I think Repeated we saw themselves. yeah I think we saw a lot of that but we just persisted and eventually wore GWS down who obviously just aren't up to their standards of previous years and managed to eventually roll away with it in the end. Toby Green was still a pest. In the first, Always. it was uh, a bit of a tussle, but I felt like our pressure initially wasn't there and then we came good. Um, but that, as you said, that handballing to put each other under pressure, particularly in that first quarter, I just felt like every time we flicked it to a player, they were under under the pump. We just struggled with that balance of using extra possessions to... The whole idea is to get yourselves free and out of pressure, but we just seem to do the opposite. We seem to get ourselves into trouble and then we overcorrect. Everyone realises is what they're doing and then they just start whacking it on their on yeah. the boot and kicking it straight back to the GWS guys. And as a result of that, I feel like our forward 50 entries were rubbish because everyone was under so much pressure. Just They were really rubbish. But then even when they were pretty good, early on, Harry was struggling to hold on to them. And kick them. Yeah. He could have had a few at the uh, end of the missed, first. Missed a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And we had... Um, a poster on the siren from Harry at the first quarter. Yeah, he had two posters early on, but one on the siren. Yeah. So he had, a, I guess it was a bit of a ne- almost nearly sort of game uh, at the start there from from Harry. It's just, I don't know, it was one of those games where you sort of felt like we are probably going to win, but they weren't filling you with confidence all the There were the moments where I was worried. The highlight of the first quarter for me was Setterfield's goal. Oh, yeah. The, um, that was silly. That, I don't even know how. That was bending the wrong way from I where know. he kicked it. I know. When we were looking at the replay, no we were like, how did that happen? He actually started really well. Some of the lesser lights really shone early, didn't they? The, Setterfield, yep. Cottrell, Dow. Dow, Dow definitely didn't shine Dow did early. not shine. <laughs> um, Lob, who I was thinking of. Yeah, O'Brien. I can understand why. Even Soss started really strong. I thought Weeder looked more steady today from the outset. Yeah, he actually intercepted a bit more, didn't he? But we just weren't capitalising on the scoreboard and that continued, you know, until we started to break away in the third. Um, I thought, you know, we started to lift our intensity a little bit, but as you say, 
GWS hung around and, and just felt like we couldn't play our way or get going quite as we'd like to. Yeah. Um, struggling a way forward and struggling to just put any scoreboard pressure on even when we did have dominance. Actually, in the second, it was 19-8 inside 50s against us. Yeah, they were leading the way at halftime. It was a, GWS sort of made the push in the second and it was nice to see they sort of regrouped at halftime and came out in the third and got things back more on our terms and we got lots of inside 50s and started to apply that bit more pressure and eventually that paid dividends. Eventually when you're beating down the door, you start scoring. Well, Although someone the, has to. the third we had Walsh go down with the ankle injury and then Weedering uh, get that corky and you we were watching it together and you uh, gave me the terrifying, oh, Weedering's holding his knee, oh, which yeah. is the heart attack I didn't need. After Charlie gave me a scare in the first quarter yeah. holding his knee. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was looking sort of not great there for a bit when we came out in that third and we hadn't sort of put many chances through on the scoreboard yet and just, as you said, a few players went down. Yeah, it was You started worrying. to wonder if this is the start of the end of the season. but And the commentators were saying it wasn't meant to be like this today, GWS missing the 10 best players and I was thinking oh come on, a bit of an overstatement but <sighs> here we go. But thankfully we started to put a bit of distance on. We had that nice opportunistic goal from Honey in the third. Uh, oh the little topo. Who was trying to kick for goal and Walsh, and did, someone, the, Walsh, Walsh did the big yeah. snap from 45-50 and then dropped Mark. Yeah, dropped it absolutely dropped the sitter on the line and luckily Honey, it was you know probably a good sign of someone who just sticking to what they're meant to do. He was jogging back to be front and centre or apply yep. the on-the-mark uh, pressure. Took his and, opportunity. Yeah, luckily made him pay finally. We struggled to make him pay for turnovers. They were trying to go through this. They got away mm. with going through the centre a bit early on. Yeah. And then we got tightened up on that a lot in the second half. But there were some times where you felt like we should have punished him way more for the style of play yeah, that we were trying no, to do. Yeah, absolutely. And then luckily in the fourth, we finally kind of kicked away. We had Cripps kick a captain's goal finally after kicking one out on the full when he tried to go around the corner in the third. <laughs> yeah. Hopeless. Um, Durden got a sneaky goal. Charlie turned it on. And then finally we kicked away. I would have liked us to kick away even more. We could have done with some percentage. We've just seen as we're recording this that unfortunately Essendon couldn't get it done uh, against the Pies. Is that like seven weeks in a row the Pies have snuck Limped over the over line? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I thought Essendon had come from behind and done it for us. The first time I've passionately gone for Essendon in a it's while. It's so tight. I mean, we'll talk about it later on, but that ladder from seventh to second, all these wins are... We need game, Every game's game crucial, which makes the end of the season exciting, but... Also stressful when yeah, you're, be nice you're, if you're looking you're average against it. GWS. Yeah. All right, well, should we dive into the second quarter? I'm keen to go deeper on the players. All right. All right, Maddie, let's talk about the players. As always, let's start it off by talking about our boy and our whipping boy, our boy being someone who might not make our votes, but we want to get behind and we want to give them a shout-out, our whipping boy at the other end of the spectrum, someone that needs a bit of a G up and to lift their game. Who is your boy this week? Going to give it to... I wasn't sure who to give it to this week. I've gone with Kennedy. Oh, interesting one. Yeah, yeah good I call. Just, I just needed a really good game. He didn't sing into my votes and he's probably put two good weeks in a row together now. Yep. He got you know a fair chunk of the ball. He got 27 touches. He missed a snap on goal, but he managed to get a behind. 16 kicks, uh, going at 77% for his disposal efficiency. So I just thought not a pretty good game from Kennedy. It's the game, sort of game yeah. you wanted to see him have. Uh, gained, you know, 360-odd metres, but 80% time on ground, 82% time on ground, a bit Which higher. Which is better than Often it was in the 60s. About, yeah. So showing that rotation a bit more. So I was, I was pretty... I was happy with his game. Pretty happy, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought he was good. I thought he was really good. Um, that's the kind of game you want to see from him. Uh, it might not be the heights he was reaching earlier in the season, but a solid game from him. Yeah, he's such an important link player with his overhead work. Yeah, really important. Um, my boy this week... I think this person's a bit stiff not to get in the votes even. Um, Setterfield. 
Yeah, what a return. He's what been on the team for a while, hasn't he? I know. I thought he was great. Obviously, we've talked about that really nice goal early, but there was lots of moments from him where he's, um, you know, applying good pressure, finding the ball in the right spots. Um, a much better game from him than earlier in the season. So he I was excited to see it. Real maturity and composure with his twists and turns. Yeah. 24 touches and a goal, that miraculous goal we talked about. 24 touches and a goal, you'd take that from Setterfield every week. You would, but yeah, I agree. I know, so I think the the standout was that sort of that maturity and looked like he had a bit of time and space. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a good game from Setter's yep. first back. I think so. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Who's your whipping boy this week? I sort of thought this was going to be easy because we were so disappointed when watching the game early on. Yeah. But then having finished the game, a few players bobbed up late maybe to save themselves from the whipping totally. boy. Man, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a bit, I found it hard this week. I ended up going young. Yeah, he was in my considerations. Just He didn't have a terrible game, but I feel like he's probably not uh, hitting the heights he hit while he was solo down back. No. It's just that it continues to be those... Choices where he opts to punch or mark. Double-fisted punch, our pet peeve, when he could mark it. he always manages to get round the wrong way. He tries to mark it, he'll drop it, they crumb it. He goes to punch it, he'll have no one near him, he could have easily marked it. The one time he went for the mark, Toby Green got the crumb because he spilled it and kicked the goal, whereas other times he should absolutely take the mark and he's getting two fists to it. Yeah, I agree. He was definitely in my contemplations for a wicked boy. Maybe maybe it's not necessarily just for today's game. Maybe it's more of just a a word of warning to him in the future. (laughs) You're on notice, youngie. lift his game a bit. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair call. Um, I struggled as well to find a whipping boy, which is interesting because there were frustrating moments, but I tossed up between two players and they were Durden and Motlop, just because I feel like we need a bit more from our forwards. I've actually gone with Durden, even though he did a nice goal, because until the fourth quarter, he did nothing. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, he did a really lovely mark at one point and then kicked that nice goal. So he redeemed himself and it's possibly a bit harsh that he's yeah. got my whipping boy The nice boy mark, now. was that the one-hander you were talking yeah. about? Yeah. That was... He just clutched that one-hander on the wing. It was beautiful. Um, and I didn't give it to Motlop just because I felt like he was buzzing, he was applying pressure. He's a bit more of a junior player and I still think... He'll be a player. Um, but Durden just went missing for big lengths of the game. Uh, ground ball, I just feel like we need that small forward presence. It's, it's just missing. It's funny, are we missing Owies maybe? I'm not maybe sure. Maybe we are. Honey was a bit better this week to give credit where credit Honey was due. a lot more comfortable. Got a lot more of ball than the other boys. He had 14 touches compared to Mops and Durden only getting six and five. Which is disappointing. Like you say, Harry often runs under the ball. Shouldn't Durden just be out the back of him every time? Like, I think they should be more front and centre. Maybe, I don't know if they're trying to drag their players away from the talls to give them a bit more space. Yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah, there definitely seems to be a lack of small forward pressure. Yeah, a, yeah. a general whipping boy to that area of the ground, the small Durden and Motlop. Not to Honey, I liked Hutler Honey this week, but yeah, I'll give it to Durds. I just think we need a bit more. Yeah, him. for a guy who's been in the team pretty much all season. Yeah, and even you say we need Owies, he just doesn't give that small forward buzz. He's no. a good player, but not that traditional buzzy small forward that I'd like to see Durden yeah, and Motlop. I was happy to see Honey coming back into the team with his real, like, you saw that one chase down through the middle of the ground where he came flying Beautiful. In. That was huge from Honey. It was. In That's... fact, he could have been on the list for potential boy <laughs> votes just because I, I was really pleased to see him getting involved however he could. That chase down tackle was a, a really good pressure moment. It was. Um, all right, let's talk about some players who returned this week maybe, Maddie. What did you make of Gov back after, God, when was his last game? Round I think he only played two rounds. Three or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not a bad return, was it? I was he happy. Did probably all you could really hope for. He took a couple, he didn't dominate by any stretch of the imagination, but he took a few inset marks. He, yep. One of the few guys down back at the moment that looks like he has really sure hands. Yeah, yep. exactly. Weedering's not really grabbing any at the moment. No, he was a bit better today. But, yeah, mm. Young looks a little shaky. Yeah. So it was nice to see 
McGovern so willing to go back into that hole and he's not afraid to leave his man. His man's really not any concern to him here, is it? <laughs> no, exactly. And we've talked about players taking a little bit of time, like even Weedering, to come back to form when they return. But um, considering how long Gov's been out, I thought he wasn't too bad today. No, I thought he was good. And he, he's quick and he uses the, the ball pretty well. Uh, yeah, I, I think it makes a bit of a difference. I think going forward it's important that he finds some touch. So he only had the 10 touches, but he had seven marks... And went at 80% disposal efficiency, so not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Plowman went at like 100% efficiency I've, I've seen on the Twitter sphere. Yeah. Which I didn't really necessarily notice We're watching this straight after the game, but it wasn't a bad game from him, was it? He did. No, 18 touches with 10 kicks and four four marks. Didn't lay a tackle for the game, old plough, but... Uh, of course uh, he didn't. Didn't do too badly. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, let's talk about some other players who... Well, I think we should talk about Walshy. Oh. Pretty outstanding game. He started. He was doing. He was going along okay. He's pretty good in the first. He always um, creates space for himself in the stoppages, and he he looked pretty on. Like when he gets the ball, he just looks like he has more time and space than other players. He does. But when he came back from that hurt ankle, oh my god! All of a what sudden, what did they inject him with? Yeah, I don't. Let's know. do it every week. He was crashing <laughs> packs, and even his little flick handballs were yeah. getting people laced And he was out. feeling himself too. Yeah, like, when he would take on Prusy. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was ballsy. But yeah, Prusy was always going to try crush him on the yeah. boundary. But no, he, he came on and just dominated. And from the moment he came back on, I think that's when we started to kick away and take control of the game. It he was, was. did sort of inspire everyone a bit, didn't it? There's only probably one player who potentially performed better than him, and I think we have to talk <laughs> about Adam Saad. He was best game of the year from him, maybe? I think that, which is saying something, because he's had some ripper games. He had an amazing game. 25 touches, uh, 22 kicks out of those 25 touches. Wow. So plenty of woofing going yeah, on the stadium. Yeah, lots of woof, love season. that. That mark. That mark. Well, he had a good mark early on. It wasn't that mark, but he was just, you know that uh, de- defensive mark that he took in the first? Yes. That was nice as that well. That was real good. And then Toby Green gets some air and he says, okay, anything you can do, I can do, mate. <laughs> oh, he's just so clean. He's fast. He's he's having a great, I feel like all our recruits could live up to oh. the hype that Adam Saad has. I know, he was he phenomenal. led the way with us for 581 metres gained. Uh, the next closest was Cripper with 465. All-Australian half-back, Maddie? Oh, I have to be right up there, wouldn't he? Six score involvements from half-back. I mean, yeah. come on. It's That's a, amazing. It's a great game. He just, you always, it's one of the guys you're really happy when he gets the ball. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think he's, um, Doc's having a great season too, but Sadi's just reaching particularly ridiculous heights at the moment. Yeah. But Doc also a good game, so. Doc's solid, Newman not bad. Yep. Not a bad line. What did you make of TDK's game? I thought he was okay. I thought he was pretty good. I really like his tackle pressure he's putting on yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I think what he was missing earlier in the season, even if he doesn't get the tap, he's around the groundwork is a lot better. He did actually a really nice lace-out kick to, gosh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, um, was it Harry? I remember. I, I was going to say Harry, but I can't yeah. be sure. We're, stra- we're recording straight after the game, guys. <laughs> I know Sorry. exactly the moment you talk. It's the one where he was running with sauce out the back of the yeah. pack from the wing. Yeah, I can't remember who he hit up. And it was just nice to see him. Oh, Charlie, wasn't it? Because Charlie played on around the corner, I think. Yeah, it might have been Charlie. Not sure. But it was it was really nice play from him. Yeah, he managed to lay three tackles, Tommy, and he had 12 touches. Yeah, good game from him. Really liked what I saw from him. Um, in the middle... Cripps got a lot of the ball and, and played pretty well overall. He's, he is having some of those moments with decision-making, though, where I think he just... He said in an interview ages ago, like, take the first option when you're new. <laughs> and I feel like he needs to go back to basics a bit there, just taking a second longer than he should at times, which is critical because he had a good game. I think he was one of our better players today. Yeah, I think it was one of the 
Well, I think one of the good things about Crips Day was he had an influence all game long. Like it was, yeah. a, it was a, wasn't like a Walsh where he took over a third quarter. Yeah, but he accumulated possessions. There all game. Yeah, he was he's equal equal uh, higher score involvement with six score involvements. He had six Kicked inside fifties. He had thirty four touches, one goal, two with that includes an out of bounds on the full. I'm pretty sure as well. I was going to say, yeah, he kicked one all the way on the full when he went around the corner. Maybe that's a coach's box discussion, but I'm pretty sick of this round yeah. the corner. Stuff. <laughs> if he had finished off a few of these chances and ended up with three or four goals, it probably would have been another three votes. Could have been, but yeah, then he almost drops off the radar because of it. I don't even know. I can't remember. I did my votes before. I'm not sure if I even put him in the votes. Well, we'll find out shortly, <laughs> won't we? Uh, who else should we need to cover? Obviously, the forward line, Charlie and Harry. Yeah. Big game from Charlie. Yeah, no, they in the end they do pretty well. Like they both obviously kicked a fair few goals between. Charlie them. got four, didn't he? Yeah, it was, the yeah four from Charlie, two from Harry. You Harry should they could have, have so many more. Yeah, should we? Uh, maybe we'll hold the discussion about Charlie Harry going around the corner and Charlie playing on when he shouldn't. But at what point does Voss or the coaches get involved and say, "Guys, come on, go back, do your routine"? I think you look at their stats over the season. I've heard Voss talk about. It. He says, "As long as you have a routine, I don't mind. As long as you know what you're going to do and you execute it." And I tend to agree. <clears throat> the stats for Harry's snapping around the corner is something like 80% accuracy. I feel like it must have dropped off lately because I feel Probably like he has. is going worse around the corner now. And Charlie had a good play on later in the game. I think it was in the third. But in the first, he played on when everyone knew he was going to. He was pretty much directly in front and he missed. Mm. In that and then he situation, goes back from go 55 back. out and slots, and slots a, a beautiful up. kick. And yeah. even Cripper trying around the corner out on the full goes back, does the drop punt. It sails through. So, I don't know. I felt Charlie and Harry both had good games. Charlie, the way he sneaks out the back, God knows how he ends up getting there. It's yeah, embarrassing it's for the It's the advantage defenders. of not being the main man, isn't it? Instead of having Harry and yeah. Sauce flying. He's It's smart, though. Like, nothing more annoying than when you watch everyone fly. Yeah. That would no, have driven me great. crazy as a GWS supporter, watching all the defenders go up and just leave someone out the back It was great themselves. for us, but it was frustrating for them. So, I, I like the way they're working together. Obviously, Charlie hit Harry up and they... Um, in the, oh, I think it was the third quarter goal where Harry Charlie marked it and Harry ran hard to, to do a lead up and Charlie got him on the head and then Harry kicked it. So it's nice to see them working together beautifully. Need more from the small forwards as we've talked about. Sauce had a, a pretty good game too. He did. I thought he started good and faded a little. But yeah. He managed to snare that mark and goal uh, yep. right on. Oh, did okay in the ruck too? Half time maybe. Yeah. Yeah, did did pretty well in the ruck. Was getting getting some good hit outs. And plays an important role there giving that chop out. So I liked what I saw from him. On the wings we've talked about setters. Uh I thought Lockie had an okay game. I think we're actually better with Lockie in the team. He offers a point of difference, Lockie O'Brien, doesn't yeah. he? He offers, you know, some crisp ball use, hard running. I know he's not inside player, but he had he had nineteen touches with fourteen kicks and about eighty percent efficiency. But normally his kicks are pretty good kicks. He actually had quite a few score involvements. Uh, Did he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Let me scroll and have a look. Four score involvements. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? Uh, he had five inside fifties, and that's probably what you want from him. Two goal assists. Beautiful. I think that's what you're asking from Lockie. Use the ball. Use it well. Yeah, absolutely. Get you fifteen to twenty. I'm happy with him in the team. I I thought it was a bit stiff that he. Whereas cultural. Cottrell seems to be becoming the goal kicker from the wing. Cottrell kicked had two, didn't two he? could have yeah. had three with the play on court. I think it's he must be running hard as well and getting himself in good spots. He had yeah. a better game after you gave him a bit of a rev up. I think it was last week, Maddie. I think Cottrell was good. all right today. Good. He yeah. listened. Codders, Codders, if you're listening this week, he works hard. Response, mate. <laughs> he does really well at getting out either end. Like he gets out behind the defenders on the offensive end, but also works hard to mm. get in behind the forwards and help out down back. He just uses that running ability well. I thought he was up this week from. 
previous form. So, yeah, yeah. good to see. Uh, Fisher is one other I wanted to touch on. More midfield minutes than Hewitt's Yeah, absence. he was okay. He wasn't bad. I thought he wasn't as good as other weeks, but I still... No. Still a solid game from him. It was. It. Yeah, he played all right. I like the way he does offer that point of difference in the midfield. He is a bit quicker. He tries to be a little bit more creative, but just didn't quite find his... Oh, I don't know. He only had, he had 22, but you feel like if he's going to play midfield a bit more, maybe a bit more touches, I'm not sure. It was an opportunity for him to take that um, midfield opportunity and uh, have a bit more of an influence. Yeah. And he did okay, but it wasn't... He only had the eight kicks in those 22 touches, yeah. which is probably not what you want from him, is Chera it? Chera was handballing like crazy Chera too, was super handball happy yeah. for a long period of the game. Yeah, he was okay today as well. Um, yeah, he wasn't one of my favourites. I thought he was all right, but... Yeah, 27 touches. Ended up having 10 kicks, so 17 handballs oh, or something. Yeah, oh, okay. He, must well, have, he, got, go. he got, got kicking it towards the end. Near the end. But, yeah, he was okay. It's, it's a funny game. It's sort of everyone played as you would expect, I guess, this week. Yeah. Does that make sense? It wasn't. It was, it's kind of the type of game where we'll pocket that win, roll on. It wasn't outstanding. We don't need to watch the replay. It was just like a, a very good team game, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Should we get into our votes, Matty? Yeah, why not? Let's do the votes. All right, who have you got, Maddie? Give it to me. Uh, I went. I thought the three votes was uh, reasonably easy this week with yep. Saad. I thought yep. Saad, uh, for all the stats and reasons, couldn't we go past earlier, him. Uh, I thought a bit of a standout. And I'm giving three for Walsh for his rallying of the yep. troops in the in the third. He was so influential. I feel like this was one of his most influential games. Yeah. Even though he's collected a lot of touches, he really stood up in that third and turned the tide. I gave. Two votes for Kerno for his four goals. Yep, Even call. though I, I thought he was, it was pretty good. He took a few marks. I don't think he dominated, but I mean... No, no, he was Pretty amazing a very to have an average game and you kick four goals. Exactly. And then I... What a year, what a return from injury. Gave one vote each to Cripps and Setters, who I thought... Okay, Cripps did make it into your... I know, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I just looked down like, oh, I did have him. Thank God. After yeah. reading out his stats, then I was like, yeah. oh, I've probably done him hard if I've left him out. Uh, actually pretty happy with those votes on reflection. Yeah, I think Setters is... We're, we're similar again, Maddie. Um... Do you want to get up while leaderboard till now while yeah, I do yeah. these ones actually? So I've given three to Saad and three to Walsh as well. Oh nice. I thought they both deserved yeah. three votes for the reason you did. I thought it was um yeah, easy three voters this week. I've also given one to Charlie yes. and one to Cripps. Yep. Uh, and then I also gave one to Kennedy and one to McKay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought Kennedy was really good. Uh, that's the reason he wasn't my boy. He snuck into my votes. And McKay I did think was imp- important today. He was. Oh yeah, yeah. He- he, if you look at it on face value, he probably deserves it. I just get frustrated yeah. with him sometimes. He could, he could be even better. So last week, where was our leaderboard at, Maddie? before this week's votes? Well, if we just sort of focus in on the top three, because that'll be interesting after today's votes. Prior to this week, Cripps was leading on 46, but then on sec- in second place was Kernel and Walsh on 39. Interesting. So they're both probably going to close the gap a little bit on Cripps this week. Did, what did you have Cripps down for? Anything? I gave him one. Yeah, so he only got two votes. He's going to be on 48, so Walsh will be on 45. So that's going to get pretty hey, it's getting tight. Pretty tight, and then it'll be Kernel in third. I'll tell you what, at the end of the year, I'll be very curious how RB and F lines up you know, top podium finishes or whatever, top 10 against the Carlton BNF. Yeah, well, maybe they'll give us a buzz and Maybe we'll need to have a chat. Input. I mean, <laughs> Wiedering will be declaring absence from our initial votes. Yeah, he had a few good games early, but he still hasn't done much since, so I don't think it's going to be too... Yeah, it's not going to be too embarrassing too for bad. us. Yeah. Let's hope. All right, should we do third quarter and look at things from the coach's box perspective? All right. Keith, you've done a typical bloody... The ball's gone over. I couldn't come back from him. You could have run and intercepted that first goal or second goal when it was. And you probably don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? That's bloody right. 
right, Coach's Box, Maddie. Always love that intro. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about selection first. Interesting selection this week. Um, Lockie O'Brien came in. So did Gov back from injury. Setterfield and Honey was elevated from the sub to playing the whole game. And Hayes was out with a suspension. I think we didn't fight that one because he might have been dropped anyway because it was a juvenile <laughs> suspension. Hewitt with a sore back. I wonder how long that'll have him out. Hopefully only one week. Hopefully only one week. Stocker dropped. I didn't like that. He was my boy last week. Don't <laughs> drop my boy. What's he doing wrong? I know, honestly. I'm not sure. Maybe he's out of favour for some reason. And Noonzi was the sub, which I was fine with. Yep. Um, do you have some team stats for us? Uh, yeah, we can go through some team stats. So we won disposals by a hefty margin, kicks, handballs, uh, 416 to 342. They were closer early on, but we just sort of ended up blowing them out. We were down, uh, what, 198, we were down on inside 50s at halftime, I think yeah. you said. Ended up winning that by plus six, so Great. 56 Turned to 48. So that Dominated was good, territory in the back Good half. second half. We lost hitouts pretty badly against Big Prusy. Mm. Tommy struggled to get his hands on it, and we ended up losing clearances all over the ground. So we lost centre clearances. That's a worry with GWS's. It is, field. isn't it? We lost eight to twelve in the centre, and stoppage clearances just uh, twenty-five to twenty-six. So Ooh, that's a concerning start, I think. It wasn't a smashing, but yeah, we forced centre clearances along mm. many weeks in a row. It's a glaring weakness at the moment. Around the ground seems to be fine, but there's but the definitely something going on with centre clearances. We'll need to lift when we're coming up against. Better midfields. I mean, if we're losing that to GWS's midfield today, it's yeah, a worry. It's an interesting one because this one we were winning by so far early on, but maybe Pitto coming back will help. Yeah, maybe he's really good with his with his ruck work. Yeah. I think that's something we could really get him back in for. I know Tom's offering us a bit round the ground, but it's an interesting dilemma at the moment. That centre clearance. I think Pitto will, will influence it though. I think that is a section. He gets yeah. a lot of hits to advantage Pitto and follows up. Yeah, having said that, I think TDK's really upped his game. Especially, he has. He was laying he a lot of tackles, looking. Oh, Desperate. I was happy with him today. Uh, I didn't he just doesn't quite tap him to advantage like Pitto if does. If we can get them both in the team, I think it'll be a good combo. I think that would be tough for other teams to go against yeah. the two of them. Well, I'm jumping a bit out of order, but should we talk about selection for next week if Pitto comes back, potentially? Because he, he played well in the reserves from all reports. Yeah, apparently him and Merkov, they, I think the, the hit-out stat was something ridiculous, like 50 to 2 or something crazy. Beautiful, beautiful. I don't so know you, if they actually played against recognised Ruckman. But hey, <laughs> would you... So surely he's back next week, I'd imagine, if he's got a bit of... Uh, or do you think he has another run in the reserves? It's against Adelaide next week, not a bad game to... Riley O'Brien's a pretty handy Ruck for Adelaide. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to do. It's it's a real tricky one. It's a, it's become more of a team balance. Unless you want to, unless you think it's going to address our centre clearance issue, and which, like you say, might, unless Sauce is a bit sore. Yeah, which might force the point. But otherwise, it becomes a bit of a team balance issue. Trying to fit in another tall into the lineup, which does become a little tricky. It's a good problem to have, as always. We're starting to get back to that difficult selection dilemma with a few yeah. players coming back. Speaking of, what about Marchbank? Do you think he? Oh, he probably needs a few more weeks I in the reserves. I would give him a fair run in the reserves. Yeah. I think probably long-term, if he somehow, by a miracle, manages to stay healthy, I think he probably yeah. works his way back in. But not yet. But I, don't, I think almost just play him in the reserves and keep him up your sleeve in case someone else gets injured. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a possibility that Walsh's ankle doesn't come good. I mean, he got the... the mm -hmm. He turned it on after the injury today, but if it didn't, Dow played pretty well in the reserves. Surely Dow. Uh, yeah. yeah, everyone talked up his game, didn't get a... Didn't get some of the huge numbers he got in previous weeks. I think he ended up with 22 touches and two goals. But apparently that was through a really heavy tag and impressed people who saw him play. Good. So he's definitely a chance. Or maybe Hewitt could come straight back in, depending yeah, on how, the, he, how If he's he was going. fit, you'd bring him straight back in, surely. Yeah. So there's, there's, I mean, the way they've been treating Dow this year, I wouldn't be surprised if Hewitt just came back in and Dow misses out again. But 
It, yeah, I guess it depends. Who do you think adds more to our centre clearances? Dow's are meant to be a centre clearance machine. That's meant but to be his... he just doesn't deliver when he comes to go-to. To. He doesn't really. And then Hewitt is pretty handy around the ball as well. So if I was to guess, just knowing how they've gone, I'd say if, if Walsh was to miss, it would just be Hewitt back in. Back in, Depending yeah. on the, the if back Hewitt, of If Hewitt's taking a bit longer to come back up, we'll get we'll see Dow maybe. But yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And we'll see if they squeeze Pitto in. Otherwise, do you see any changes? I actually think I don't think we'll see many changes. I liked the changes they made this week, so yeah. I wouldn't mind I think coming towards the end of the season. I think they probably want to get a bit of continuity with the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the team we've got. It's pretty close to the team we had at the start of the season. Yeah, we're getting more players back fit though. We'll get Owies. Yeah, maybe Owies, maybe Williams, maybe, maybe Cunningham, maybe Martin. They're all sort of touch and go. Williams, all, possibly. He'd yeah, come back in. They're think. all saying he's going to be up and running late and in the season. And what about Stocker getting back in the team? Come yeah, on. Yeah, well, apparently he didn't do much. He wasn't much chop in the reserves, yeah. though. I know. And Plowman did have a good game. Uh, everyone was spewing that uh, Plowman got selected over Stocker, but <laughs> Plowman played okay. And he did, he's actually. a better one on one he had, defender, a few, he had a few good moments, player. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, he offers a bit more versatility than Stocker, unfortunately, yeah, for yeah. Stock. Any other coaches box comments? I guess it was interesting to see Weedering matching up on green at times, but I liked it. Best defender and best player. But yeah, that was a bit something different. Yeah. They struggled with their the handoffs, I think, a couple of times. But I thought that was generally pretty good. I thought we did well at shutting them out from using the corridor. We getting smashed nice. through the corridors yeah. late, which I thought was good. I don't really have any... It was Fisher in the midfield more, but we'll tell you what, there's that. one thing about Voss. He doesn't vary his style much, does he? No, he sticks to it. He's a relaxed he is stuck character. to the same game plan all season long. Why you know, fix it if it isn't broken? Yeah, and, and it's more like making people adapt to us than us yeah. adapting to them. Like, you never see us come out and do something really strange yeah, to well, cover the opposition. It works at Marvel. I think that's our last game at Marvel for the year, and we've won seven of the eight or something, isn't it, at Marvel? So something like that. Yeah, the game f- style works beautifully there. Got a few at the G. Just we're taking it on the road. <laughs> nice warm-up, those few games at the G before we hit it, hit yeah. the finals. But, yeah, I just it's just a pretty typical game. Like, there is a few things I think I would like to see us tidy up, which hopefully we will, but centre clearances has to be addressed. Yeah. And then also I think some of this fine-tuning the overuse, underuse yeah. scenario, yeah. maybe yeah. slightly. And then other than that, if the forwards could finish off their work a bit more with a bit more forward pressure, I think we're in we're in a good position. I think so. But I think, as we've said previous weeks, we need to probably, maybe an off-season thing, but iron out our plan Bs if the weather's wet or if we can't get it going our way. It's definitely something we need. Then we don't have another gear to flick switch to. So it, while it's working, it's working well, but we might need a bit more of a, a plan B for some occasions. Yeah, definitely. As, yeah, hopefully it warms up a bit and yeah. the grounds dry up nicely exactly. for finals <laughs> for us. Ready for Harry to clunk a few. Yeah. All right, let's jump into the fourth quarter and wrap it up. Quarter. Uh, tell us quickly a footy tipping update. I don't want to know how I went because I tried to make a jump on the ladder by tipping some outlandish <laughs> ones. I backed Gold Coast, for example, and... They didn't quite deliver, but who's who's leading the way? Well, everyone uh, who's at the top and in contention performed well this week. So Edub, Patrick Tan, Nara, and Andrew Brager all tipped seven so Ooh, far. I think that's with still one game to go. Oh yeah. And I think Tim from Blue Irons and Maddie from Maddie Mag. Uh, I've got eight so far going into the oh, last game. Well done. So Shout out to them. Online for on weight of possible nines. So things haven't changed too much. So the top threes, E-Dub leading the way on 116. Yep. Patrick right behind him on 114. And then tied in 13 is Nara and Tim. So tight Still finish. tight. Everyone, like everyone's the AFL well. season. Yeah. Uh, and, yes, we have struggled this week. So let's not talk about us. Yeah, let's not. To we'll move right on. Uh, we don't have mailbag this week because we've done a literal reaction pod on the road, as we said at the outset. But Maddie, 
I guess, a discussion point for our fourth quarter. You feel, how are you feeling about our finals? Oh, the ladder is just so tight. Yeah. Those were saying it's a exciting finish of the season, but stressful. So we've got w- Adelaide yeah, next no. week. Must, must win. win. Must win. Preferably 40, 50 points. Get a few more percentage because percentage could be big. Percentage could, could be the be. difference between bottom eight and sorry, bottom four and top four and the top eight. At this point, I just want us to get get in. The 13 yeah. wins traditionally does it, but this year I'm nervous. Well, it looks pretty good. I think the top seven are pretty good. It's that eight spot that looks like it's up for grabs. So yeah. I'm feeling okay about... The eight. I'm not banking it though. Yeah, no, definitely not no, banking no, it. Doggies beating Melbourne. Yeah, was a huge. Well, it's wide open. Actually, the premiership race is yeah. wide open. Gold Coast almost knocked off Brisbane. That would have been massive. That's why I tipped it. Would have loved it. But it's going to be one game between second spot and seventh spot on the ladder. So percentage is going to be massive, and. Our last three games, Brisbane, Melbourne and Collingwood. Good run into finals the in some ways. eight-point games, they're all yeah, going to be massive because yeah, yeah. you beat them means yeah. they don't get points. It's yeah. going to be big swings. and If we can get some – if we can bank Adelaide, please, we must, and then sna- steal one or two of those and play some really good sides and get some form building into finals, it could be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Conversely, it's a hard run home. I think if we could knock off – Adelaide and Collingwood in the last round, I think, will be big. And then we snare one of Brisbane and Melbourne. We'll, we'll probably be top four if we did that, I think. That would be the we ideal scenario. The next four. I think we need at least two of the next four. But I think four. we need to lift because today I, I don't feel like... The thing is there was no obvious whipping boy. There was no... Like I say, it was a good, solid team performance. But losing the, the We don't seem as sharp GWS, as we were early in yeah, the year, do we? Yeah. I feel like we'll need to probably go up a notch if we if we want to take some of those bigger scalps and yep. secure a top four spot. But at the moment, I just want to see us in the eight. Yep, oh, yep. just in the eight, in the finals. We get to go to a final. That's what we want to see. And once we're in there, who knows what damage can be done. Hopefully some. Yep. All right, let's wrap it for our On The Road pod. We hope the audio has been okay for you guys this week. Uh, as always, if you like what you're listening to, please give us a follow and subscribe and we'll pop up every week. If you're feeling particularly generous, give us a review or tell your friends about us. It's the best way we grow. Maddie, what's your prediction for next week? How much do we beat Adelaide by? I'm going for a thumping... I'll go for 50 points. Love it. Get behind the boys. I'm going to say 30 points. I'm not going to be as optimistic as you, but let's hope we're reviewing a win next week. We'll see you then, Blue Crew. Go Blues. Blues.